Welcome to Down There Aware, a podcast bringing attention to gynecologic cancers in women's healthcare. Disclaimer We cover many topics which some may find uncomfortable, and while we feel it is an important conversation to have, we understand it may not be for everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Down There Aware. I'm Alex. And I'm Mary, Alex's mama. And on today's episode, as we're coming into the middle of December, we're ending the year. Um, What a year it has been. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we thought we would take some time to reflect on what we have learned since doing this podcast for the past nine months. Yeah, kind of a time to reflect. I think we've had a lot of time to reflect in the last several months. And um, just in thinking about the podcast, it was new to both of us, more so to me than Alex, but still a new venture. And, um, you know, I got to thinking about all the things I've learned in this little window of opportunity. Um, So I think probably one of the biggest things and surprising things that I've learned is that Alex's cancer journey, her, uh, what she went through in particular, um, being so young and being diagnosed with the cancer that all the doctors said she was too young to get, um, is not really an exception from the other people we talked to on the podcast. Uh, several young women, have dealt with similar scenarios that they, um, you know, they were told, Oh no, that's not something in the cards for you. Cause you're way too young. Only old people get that. And so that was a big surprise and certainly something we learned. Yeah. I definitely learned that I was one of many, not one of few. Um, and that as cheesy as it sounds like I wasn't alone in what I was going through and that there were plenty of people who had to make the same decisions I had to make. There were plenty of people who, um, were walking very, very similar paths, um, to mine. And so I think that the podcast opened up those doors of communication that we could explore, um, to hear, to hear those stories. Yeah. And I think too, it also opened up, um, some, ideas about uh, how they dealt with things that might have been different than how you did. Um, But it was interesting and enlightening to hear them tell their own stories. So that's been a huge learning experience, I think, for both of us. Another thing um, in particular, I know we talk about this all the time, but we never realized the importance of our pelvic floor. <laughs> I mean, it does so many things. <laughs> and I I never even had said the words pelvic floor, I don't think, in my life or had anyone say them to me um, in my 66 years and having two children and having a hysterectomy. Never had I heard the term pelvic floor. So, wow, how enlightening that has been to talk to the physical therapists who specialize in pelvic floor um, information and treatment and um, research and just that's their thing. And they know all about it and they know how to help people who need help with it. 
Um, that was huge for me. Huge. It really was. And just the other day, um, my best friend had her second baby uh, a few days ago. And um, when I got the text that the baby had come, um, she said, just like her sister, baby two came out very quickly. And um, she laughed as a reference to the podcast that maybe she needs to get her pelvic floor checked out because <laughs> those babies shouldn't be popping out so fast. <laughs> Yeah, that was a huge learning curve for us. Um, and it, along those lines, too, several of the people we've spoken with um, have talked to us about their type of cancer. And although I think I'm fairly well informed about the female anatomy, I never really thought about all the different places a woman can get cancer. And um, so we've learned a lot from those women who have been brave enough to share their stories and be open about it to um, help teach us and our listeners uh, about the different kinds of cancer we and how to how to look for things that might be pointing to having that cancer. Yeah, and even when we did our series, um, I think it was back in September, in honor of Women's Cancer Awareness Month. Um, I could not find anyone who had had vaginal cancer and um, to, to come on and speak. And it wasn't that people weren't willing. It's that I couldn't find them and that it, it was so rare. Um, but it does make you wonder, because it's so rare, how often is it going undiagnosed or misdiagnosed? Um, and so we are so so happy that the the women who have come on and told their stories very very personal stories um but they know that it's important to get the word out because most women don't know about these kinds of cancers and they're all preventable mm, yeah and that's sobering to think that you know we just need the word to get out to people educate women and um it's preventable if they know what to look for that's very sobering because the other side of that is if they don't know what to look for, they can't prevent it. All right. What else? Um, I think another biggie that we've learned is um, that it can really be healthy to turn a bad situation or uh, grief about something like a cancer diagnosis into something positive and productive. Um, you know, it's, I think, normal initially to sit with it and maybe pull it inward and sit with it inward and um, not really talk about it or, um, you know, do anything other than just feel sad. But, um, you know, Alex decided she wanted to start a podcast and I did question her. <laughs> quite a bit about it she did mainly because she wanted me to do it too and I just didn't feel like that was in my wheelhouse but um anyway I think it's very cool that she had that energy and she wanted to put it into something productive and you know just from the feedback we've gotten I feel like it has been very productive I still think there's a lot to do um and we'll get to that on another episode, but I really feel like it can be so healthy. Anything that we go through that's a, a negative, um, if we can figure out a way to turn it around and make it positive and productive, it just is healthy. 
Well, and I don't like to play the what if game because you can't go back and change anything. But I do sometimes think, how would 2020 have been different had we not started the podcast? And I know I would have a lot more Netflix hours logged. (laughs) Um, I would be much less educated. I would be much less connected. Um, And I would have you know, fewer people I call friends and confidants who I've been able to connect with and who we've been able to connect with through this podcast from all over the world, quite literally. Um, and that's just really cool. So, um, not a regrettable what if game, but, uh, you know, thank goodness this is the path we chose and this is what we decided to do because it has really been a highlight of 2020 and in a world that, is dark and there's a lot of crap going on and we're all stuck at home and there's just a lot happening. Um, to have an outlet to be able to, um, be creative and to and something to look forward, something to, to look every forward week. every week. Um, it, it definitely is something that has made 2020 better than I could have expected if I had known what was going to happen in this year. Well, and it's, it has been something to challenge us because, you know, we haven't done a podcast before. And so in thinking about, all right, what are we going to talk about this week? Um, What do people need or want to hear? Who can we have on who will help educate our listeners? I mean, we've had to kind of go through those different thought processes and it's been challenging at times but it's given us a focus and um you know 2020 has been so negative and so sad and so many people are affected horrifically by covid that um it's been a great detachment from that i guess um to be able to think you know we can do something positive mm-hmm. and just a side note um in the planning of what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Um, that's where you guys come in. If you have a topic that you want to know more about that you want us to research for you or find an expert to, to talk to, um, let us know, shoot us an email down there, aware at gmail.com DM us on Instagram or Facebook. All of those are down there aware. Um, and just let us know what interests you. I also think that, um, you know, we talked about, uh, information, getting information out to people and all. But I think too, these past several months of, um, it's been like 10 months and, um, kind of hearing other people's stories, doing the research we've done, listening to some experts, I think for me, and you know, Alex can speak to it for her, that it's sort of validated her decisions that she made along the way, um, what kind of treatment to get. And, you know, even though they were hard decisions, um, I think if you can validate those by the more you learn, then you can sit more securely in having made that decision, especially ones that change your life so drastically. Well, and ones that you make so quickly. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I was diagnosed on a Tuesday I had um, a 
consultation with an oncologist the following Friday. And then I had a hysterectomy the next Tuesday. So within a week of diagnosis, I had made the decision to have a life altering organ removal surgery. Um, and that was the right decision for me. I know that was the right decision for me. Um, but I made it so quickly. I wobbled back and forth afterwards of, well, crap, did I do the right thing? It's too late now. They already took it out and chopped it up. So, um, yeah, I think definitely talking to the experts we've spoken to and the, um, patients we've spoken with as well. Um, it definitely has validated my decision to, um, to make, uh, to have a hysterectomy. And, you know, um, I never really thought about it until this happened with Alex, but once they took her uterus out and chopped it up to um, look at every tiny little piece of it to check for cancer, and they did find cancer, um, they wouldn't have been able to find it had they not done that. So the it's the same with they also took some lymph nodes and they found cancer in a lymph node. So um, sometimes you, there's no way to know unless you take that step of making a really drastic decision. And um, I think that's what has been validated in talking to others. And also another side note, that's as of right now with current research. I think one of the things that... Um, that I would like to do more research into and um, educate myself more about. And then you guys is why is there not decent imaging to find cancer in a woman's uterus? Because we were told explicitly by multiple gynecologists, the only way to find cancer is to take it out in a DNC. And then that's still not a guarantee that you got it all. But there's no imaging. The only way to know for sure is to take it out of you and chop it up and examine every cell in the uterus to determine if it was cancerous or not. Now, you can get a brain scan and find a tumor. And I've watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> to know, and also I've had a lot of my MRIs <laughs> to know, those brain scans are very detailed. So why on earth, if we can do that with the most complex part of our body, can we not do it with the uterus. Well, and in looking back at medical technology, um, our family has dealt with dementia in relatives. And um, they always say you can't diagnose Alzheimer's until you do it through um, an autopsy. But now, if you look at the recent research, there is imaging that can be done that can show um, the white matter or the plaque that um, can t can grow in a person's brain. And um, so they can learn from that before the person is dead. And that's a huge step. That's a, a lot of progress in uh, regard to dementia. So, you know, if people will look into um, these specifics with the uterus and imaging, I just don't see why that can't change and that can't progress as well. I, I, as we've said before, a lot of it is money and a lot of uh, cancer research dollars go for women go to breast cancer research. And, um, you know, hopefully one day we'll have a whole show about that because that's um, 
that's a phenomenon that um, makes it clear the very imaging we're talking about needing isn't happening because the money's not there. Yeah. Well, and um, not to trash breast cancer because we have had breast cancer in our family. We have had friends who have been afflicted with breast cancer. Um, And we're happy. It's funded well. We are. But even um, it struck me, you know, we're coming up on the year end and Facebook is pushing fundraisers. And um, I, after having held multiple fundraisers for the Foundation for Women's Cancer on my personal page and on the Down There Aware page, um, a Facebook advertisement told me that they would match me dollar for dollar up to a certain amount if I did a fundraiser for Susan G. Komen. And I found it very interesting that their algorithm didn't pick up on the fact that I've never done a a personal fundraiser for Susan G. Komen um, and that I had done fundraisers for other organizations. Um, So instead of suggesting one of those, they were suggesting um, a different one. And it it just struck me as um, a little ironic and and a little frustrating because we know that um, women's cancers, cancers of the um, uterus, the cervix, the vagina, the vulva, and the ovaries are all extremely underfunded and under-researched. Yeah, yeah. And so we're hoping the podcast is going to shed some light on that. And, you know, we, we'd we like to see some things happen that'll change it. And I, and I think that goes to another thing we've learned about um, since we've been engaged in the podcast is um, we've learned a lot about the technological aspect of a podcast that a podcast is far reaching we're really thrilled about the people in other countries who are uh, listening and maybe if we get good enough with our German we can do a whole podcast in German one time and And embarrass (laughs) ourselves widely with our terrible accents oh but um yeah we're thrilled that it's so far reaching it's definitely convenient because the li- I mean, for listeners, they can listen whenever they want to. They can, um, if they haven't, if they've been too busy to listen to a particular podcast for three weeks, they can go back and listen to those three episodes when it's convenient for them. Um, you know, it's uh, reciprocal because we hear back from people who listen. And we have a lot of um, supporters who truly listen every week and have positive things to say about it. And that's so encouraging to, to feel like we're filling a need. And um, that's really what the whole purpose is. And we wouldn't be able to do this without support of our listeners. Um, I feel like I kind of had this idea for a podcast because I thought we would record a few episodes Not very many people would listen. I could probably count them on one hand and tell you who they were. Um, And then we would stop doing it because we had done our piece. We had said what we wanted to say and it would fizzle. Um, And that has not been the case in the slightest. Um, We've been discovered by people who we are not connected to otherwise. And, um, and that is, it's just really cool. And um, I'm, I can say I'm really proud of what, what has happened this year. Yeah. And some of the people who have, um, contacted us who we have subsequently had on the show, um, they have come to Alex. They, you know, they've reached out 
uh, because they have some connection in some way about the female anatomy or about her specifics in her cancer journey. And that's been really encouraging. Otherwise, we wouldn't have known about those people and we wouldn't have been able to have them on so that now our listeners know. Um, so like Alex said, if anybody out there has been thinking, oh, I wish they'd talk about this or I wish they'd you know, touch on that, um, please reach out and let us know because we, we want to do what's going to do the most good. And um, hearing from you is going to help us do that. Again, we are just taking this time in this month of December as the year is closing out to uh, to reflect on on everything, but specifically why we started our podcast last episode and then this episode, what we have learned um, in doing this podcast. And so we appreciate you giving us the space to to reflect on that. And we hope that you found value um, in that and and send us an email or shoot us a DM and let us know what you liked most about our podcast this year, what resonated most with you. Um, also feel free to rate us and leave us a review um, because that's how we get the word out. And and that's really what we're here to do. We're here to inform as many people as we can about women's health and women's cancers so that we can bring those numbers down and we can raise money and research and fund preventative options, new diagnosis techniques, and maybe fertility-saving treatments that are just as effective as hysterectomy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Part of the reason why we are taking time to reflect on this past year is because we are coming up on our one-year anniversary of launching the podcast, and we have a lot of really cool, fun things planned, um, things that we have not done before. We're making some changes, and um, we're expanding, and we are really, really excited to share that with you. So come January, um, keep an ear out, and you will learn all about all of the new and exciting things that Down There Aware has going on. Thanks for listening.